Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. That is Aqua, of course, and turn back time. Oh, dear. Uh, yes. Um, we are talking Constellations by Nick Payne. That's been um, performed at the Nottingham Lace Market Theatre. And uh, just in the nick of time, uh, we've got the director, Chris Sims. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm very well. How are you? <laughs> Fine. I don't know what happened there. We got through to Chris and then the line disappeared and then he couldn't come back again. And within seconds of that song finishing... We managed to get connections again. So, uh, how, are you, how are you this morning? Anyway, it's nice to speak to you. Yeah, you too. I'm very well. I'm really looking forward to the show next week. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have a bit of a chat about it. Well, you know what? I'm looking forward to this because it's not a show that I know at all. Um, and uh, it's, I, I know that Constellations was the 2012 winner of the Evening Standards Theatre Award for Best Play for that year. Uh, and it also made the writer, Nick Payne, the youngest winner of that award because he was only 29 years old. Um, so tell us what the play is all about and why it's so special. Well, the play is about two people who meet at barbecues. Um, and after that, it gets a bit complicated um, because basically Nick Payne is exploring the idea of multiverses. So the idea that uh, everything that we do or don't do exists in some universe out there, that the universe is constantly branching off in different possibilities. Um, so uh, for those of you who've seen, you've seen Sliding Doors, maybe familiar with that, um, or anybody who's seen the Marvel films uh, also plays with this idea, but Nick Payne explores it in a lot more depth. Um, so we kind of follow this couple through their relationship, but we see all the different ways or some of the different ways that it could go and develop and how that changes who they are, how it changes how we feel about them and the relationship. Um, so it's a really unconventional play because obviously it's not just a linear story. Um, and we dip around between universes and see different things happen. Um, but it really is one that really gets you thinking about things and, and, and uh, really challenges some of our most basic ideas about who we are, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic play. Um, and um, it, we, the two actors that we've got playing the two parts of Marianne and Roland are just superbly talented. Um, and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with audiences. You know, I'm glad you mentioned Sliding Doors. I knew there was a reason for playing that Aqua song, <laughs> uh, which was, of course, from the film Sliding Doors. Oh, it all fits together nicely now. So now then, I, I think the production by the, the Donmar Warehouse, um, when they did it, they used three separate pairs of actors for the different outcomes to the different scenarios. Uh, have you made it easier or harder for yourself just using two actors? Well, the way they did it at the Donmar is actually four pairs, um, but they um, they basically did it as rotating cast. Um, so every individual play, every individual show, rather, was the same cast. And so it wasn't they were zipping in and out between cast. Um, so what that let them do is explore different um, uh, different different ways of presenting the characters. Um, so um, two two of the cast, for instance, was um, Zoe Wanamaker and Peter Capaldi. So they were able to explore how does this feel if it's an older couple? Um, they had one a couple that were same sex with uh, Russell Tovey and Amari Douglas. Um, um, for us, um, obviously, with only a week's run um, and with you know, the, the, the relatively limited capabilities that we've got or capacities that we've got compared to Tom, our warehouse, um, it just made a lot more sense to, to stick with one one couple um, and work with them. And so, uh, so yes, um, I think I think we'll get. Um, I think it means we'll, the audiences will get a better deal, but also for for the actors, I think it's not really fair to ask a, a pair of actors to learn this extremely difficult, complex script to maybe only do it once. I think would be a bit a bit unrealistic. So. 
And not only that, but it's upstairs in the studio, so it, it, it sort of works better if there is just two instead of lots of uh, couples sort of coming in and out of different uh, uh, entrances and exits as well. So Now then, the two actors, Ben Gilbert, who plays Roland, and Ellen Wazatka. Have I pronounced that right? Because I've been practising all weekend. I think so. I think sure. I'll check with Alan when I see her. <laughs> She's playing Marianne, of course. Uh, they're new names to me, uh, and they're, they're new faces to the Lace Market Theatre, aren't they? They are, yes, both of them, yep. Yeah, so um, so Ellen moved um, here, well, she's Australian, uh, but she was living in the States and she moved to Nottingham, I think, about two weeks before she came to the audition. So she's very new indeed. Wow. Um, so Nottingham was extremely lucky to have her because she's extremely talented. Um, uh, but yes, this is obviously her first show with us. And then Ben's been here quite a bit longer. Um, uh, Ben's actually a professional actor um, and uh, this is the first um, uh, production that he's done with the Lace Market. Um, but uh, so he's brought, brought a huge amount of experience uh, and knowledge to to the, to the production. Um, so yes, both people that I'm hoping we will see again on the Lace Market stage um, or certainly um, in, in other venues uh, in Nottingham because they're both, as I said, extremely talented individuals. Am I right in thinking you met Ben up at the university? <laughs> yes, well, I actually, I actually do work with Ben in my ah, day job. Right. Um, uh, so, um, so yes, yeah, so obviously, with um, with the pandemic and everything, um, uh, most actors tend to have a bit of a, a day job to uh, to keep the income coming in. That's true, Ben as well. Uh, so he and I happen to work on the same team. Um, so um, that's been really interesting um but has worked really well actually we've, we've been quite good at just keeping our our work life and our theater life um separate um but um but yeah i, I knew that he was interested in in doing stuff at the lace market and uh, of course i'd encouraged him to audition um because uh yeah why wouldn't i so um, yeah quite fortuitous and a little bit like sliding doors moment itself um so (laughs) now on paper constellation seems like um and and you said the script is complex um it's a complex story with with quantum physics and parallel universes and repeated scenes with different outcomes is it going to be one of those plays where the audiences are going to have to use their brains a little bit to follow what's happening i mean a little bit yes um because as i say it's not a conventional structure it's not a linear tale um but the way it's written is very clever it it brings the audience with with the action so you very quickly work out okay this is where we are now this is what's happening in this scene um it's it's just structured very cleverly to, to to do that and the quantum physics stuff i mean you know i think people can get put off by that but actually i mean look i'm no scientist i don't understand all of the deep quantum physics behind it all i all i know is that there there is a you know this isn't just a crazy idea that someone came up with there are there are genuine you know scientists who think this may be a possibility about how the universal universes is structured that's kind of all i need to know in terms of the science um because i I try to read up on it and yeah i think you need to have considerably more scientific knowledge than I do to even start grasping those ideas. So I think you just kind of accept that, um, accept that this is what well, this is the um, this is the reality that we're presented with, and then just enjoy what that makes you think about. Okay, so if that is true, what does that mean for me and the decisions that I make and my identity and all those sorts of things? And that can be quite enjoyable to just think about. Um, you don't need to have a particular scientific background to to enjoy this play. I would say. 
And it's Marianne who's the physicist uh, in this, isn't uh, she? She is, yeah. R- Roland's a beekeeper. Yeah. An apiarist. Roland's a beekeeper. Yes. An apiarist, indeed. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, a nice little sort of matching of diff- completely different jobs uh, there. So uh, it, just seeing how it all works out. And um, am I right in thinking it's, it's one of those plays that doesn't have a happy ending without giving anything away? Well, of course, there is no definitive ending in this play because you, because you're seeing multiple outcomes play out. So, of course, yeah, you know, there is no you can't really say this is the ending. Um, and that's one of the things that actually the the, the play plays with a little bit um, is is how do you end this story when there there is no definitive track that the story has taken. Um, so. Um, what it actually does is that at the, at the final scene, it actually goes back in time a little bit to a previous point in their relationship, which we'd already visited, um, which I think is basically, um, you know, it's an invitation to consider that as kind of the most important point. But the, the point that I, that I take from that is that the end of a story isn't necessarily the most important point of the story. Um, so then that's the question of what is the most important point of a story? How do you define a story? when there is no necessarily clear ending. Um, sorry, that sounded very vague, but it's very difficult <laughs> to, uh, to to talk about this play in conventional terms. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's one of those really intelligent plays that I think once people have, have seen it, they then go away and they, they have to talk about it and discuss it and sort of bring what they feel um, the, the ending might or might not be. Um, that's I suppose. Absolutely. It's absolutely. a great discussion and that's, point. That's one of the things that we're really looking forward to because we've got two of our performances. We're doing a little Q&A session with myself and the cast. That's on the Thursday and the Saturday matinee. Um, and I'm really looking forward to those. I really want to see what people think of it and make of it and, and, and how they interpret it because it's just it, it's just so thought-provoking and, and anybody can engage with it. And, and I really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing what people think. So what, what's been your biggest challenge then with directing Constellations? Um, I mean, to be honest, it hasn't been very challenging because the cast in particular has just been so fantastic. I think I think it's been more difficult for the cast because they've had a very difficult script to learn um, because obviously you've got repeated scenes. You have scenes that are almost identical, but not quite. Um, and you've got to get them right every time, <laughs> which is extremely difficult for an actor, I think. Um, but um, but I, I would just say it's just been really enjoyable. I, I, I the, the, the difficulty, I think, has been that because you've got a lot of scenes that are similar, you have to find the differences and you have to make ensure that there's clarity within you and the actors of what the differences are. Why, why does Roland say this line in this universe, but this line in this universe? What's different about him that makes him do that? Um, and, and getting that um, you know, clarity, but also a sort of fairly simple way for the actors to then access that so that they can keep track of it all. Um, that's, that's been quite a challenge. Um, but as I say, I've just had such a fantastic cast um, who have really been willing to work with me. It's been very collaborative. Um, we've just uh, tried different things, seen what works, kept some stuff, jetted on some stuff, and that's, just, that's been the process that we've taken. And it's just been, it's just been terrific. They've been a joy to work with. And again, I think it's also down to, to the, you know, sort of the audience as to how they perceive what they are seeing on stage. Uh, you, you can only sort of present so much. It's up to the individual to, to sort of d- just discover what they get from it, um, I suppose, at the Absolutely. end of the day. Great talking points. 
Now then, it's on 10th to, starting this Tuesday, Tuesday the 10th to Saturday the 14th of January, uh, with a matinee as well on, on the Saturday. Tickets are £10 to £12. Where can people get the tickets from, Chris? Um, so if you go to uh, the Lace Market Theatre website, which is lacemarkettheatre.co.uk, um, that's, uh, that's where to get them. Marvellous stuff. And also, the, I've got a telephone number if you don't mind me giving this out. Now, I know that it's, it's yes, only manned part of the time, so you do have to keep trying. Best ways to get it online as well. Uh, so it the telephone number, yeah. 0115-950-7201. It's at the Lace Market Theatre. It's a play that I'm really looking forward to seeing because um, uh, I, I love plays that I've not seen before and I love plays that really sort of, uh, the, the cerebral plays um, that really make you think. And this... I think just ticks all the boxes uh, on that. So, uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat about it. I'm looking forward to seeing it on Tuesday night. I'll probably see you down there, hopefully. Yep, indeed. I'll see you there. Marvellous stuff. Uh, 10th to the 14th of January, Constellations, Nick Payne, Lace Market Theatre. Get your tickets. That's all you need to know. Chris, have a wonderful rest of the Sunday and, uh, and, and a brilliant week next week. Break many legs. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers, Chris. Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did, and thank you. (laughs) 